I feel the need to say like Atlas Medstaff does not uh, encourage the use of right, right, marijuana yeah. for traveling healthcare professionals. Right. Well, definitely not because you got a drug test. Right, you, you got go. yeah, right, exactly. Right. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, a beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Hey, man. Welcome to another episode of Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. (laughs) What? I think that was Dolan doing the what, and I am special guest Steve Seitner. Steve Seitner, my uh, my OG beer Yoda, the guy that uh, even before Brian, yeah, even well, yeah, before Brian, of course, he's the guy that was like, "Why don't you like beer?" He's kind of was my beer sensei a little bit. Right? He was the one that like kind of egged me on. You know, I, I was just like floating in the pool, and he pulled me to the deep end. <laughs> and now look at me. He has a way of doing that. He does. That's amazing. Yeah, roles are completely reversed. I've learned more from you two than most over the last mm. year now. So We just took it and ran with it. So arguably, the name for the podcast, A Beer with Atlas, came from Steve Seitner. Yeah, you know, not arguably. I said it. I think he probably did. <laughs> there it is. I think he So this week we're back in Iowa. Yeah, we are. Based on my my struggles last week with Iowa, and Illinois, uh, we are back in Iowa for a beer that uh, came to us from Aaron Daly, uh, another beer nerd here at Oh yeah, at the Atlas. beer nerd. Yeah, the beer nerd uh, brought this back from a recent trip to. He was in Des Moines visiting yep. some uh, friends, I believe, and uh, brought this back. Barntown Brewing. This beer called is called. That's the reason why I started the way I mm-hmm. did. Peach and Chong. Yeah. <laughs> peach cobbler pastry sour with peaches, cinnamon, vanilla, graham, and milk sugar. Yep. That sounds about, Ooh, that's, about right. That was, Ooh, that was really, good. really good. That was a good open. That was actually really good. Oh, my goodness. Look at the color on that. Yeah. It tastes like that, too. So that is why I'm sitting here today. There, there are very few beers at this point in my life I get absolutely jacked up to drink. Um, I do have some family that resides in Des Moines. My mm-hmm. lovely mother is, is from Des Moines, Iowa. I've been aware of Barntown for several years now. Mm-hmm. Um, luckily, again, Aaron Daly is, is, is our beer mule. Mm-hmm. He drives all over and brings us yummy yummies back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is one I've been trying to get. Uh, didn't didn't express my desire so, but when I heard it was in the house, I, I yeah. basically looked at Rich and I said, whenever this one goes on, mm-hmm. I'm in. there. So yep. I am here. So uh, Barntown Brewing is located at 9500 University Ave in West Des Moines, Iowa. I think I've been past this. Oh, I have been to this place have multiple you? times. Have you been there? Yes. Sanger, have purpose. you been there? I have never been, and I am oh, ashamed. Goodness. I have only had the beers from Daily. Oh, oh boy. Okay. You guys, it's a, it's it's uh, in the end of a strip mall, Okay, like all good breweries are. Sure. The food is amazing. You walk in, they have an old, I want to say it's a pickup truck. Okay. Like an old Ford or something. Yeah. Like where the taps are. They have a ton of taps, maybe 25 yeah. taps in there. Um, they give you free popcorn when you sit down. Oh. Uh, so it's like your little appetizer. Hmm. Um, the, yeah, the food is great. Uh, last time I was there was at the was the last stop of a Des Moines 
beer trip with the homebrew club in Lincoln. Okay. And from what I can tell on my receipt, I had a <laughs> double cheeseburger and a Ecto Cooler, which was oh. one of their sour beers that, that they had that day. So, I, based on the fact you had to, had to go to the receipt, I'm, I'm assuming yeah. you also felt like you probably had a good time. I didn't feel that way the next day, but mm. Saturday mm. was a fun time for sure. But it's a it's a great spot. Uh, the food is amazing. There's a really cool neighborhood right right over there. A lot of modern style housing, yep. which I noticed. And uh, it's yeah, West Des Moines. Like it's when you're coming from Nebraska, mm-hmm. it's about your first exit into Des Moines. You're right there. So my wife years ago worked for uh, Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I believe they have a corporate location there. So if it's what I'm thinking, it's it's pretty close. There's a mall right around there, yeah. like a yep. decent sized mall. Yeah, you drive past that. Yeah. Oh, and it's right out there. Uh huh. Okay. Interesting. It's right on the edge of like an, of a neighborhood. Yep. Part. So it's like kind of industrial. Then it's this. Then it's houses for huh. as far as you want to go. <laughs> so, so I know I'm new guy here. Yeah. But how long do we sit here before we take oh, we our first drink? drink? Oh, you can. Oh, let's, well, let's smell I've already it, gotten right? into let's it. Let's smell it. And Ooh, this I smell that. Is peaches. <sighs> looks like peach puree. Dude, the second I, I, I cracked that can open, the smell just hit me. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ashamed to say that I've never been to the brewery because this, mm. this, this yeah. is, oh, this is really good. <laughs> Holy cow. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This yeah. is peach cobbler. So we right. have a lot of. Wow. experience with pastry stouts we but do. not a whole lot of pastry sours sours so no. yeah ah, mm, that's good that's really good barn town is open monday through thursday 11 to 10 friday and saturday 11 to 11 and sunday 10 to 9 right on their website this is fun you know i love it it just says barn town was built on one word passion yeah that's it um you get that feeling you it's do a, a small place when you go in there mm-hmm. there's probably about 25 tables maybe um, I do remember the food being great. I remember the bathroom being super clean, which is not always the case in That's a brewery. That's important. That's important. Uh, and, and tons of parking. Mm, okay. So, well, it's yeah. a strip mall, so, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, and, for the rest of my life, when I hear Barntown, I'm going to think graham crackers, peaches, and cinnamon because you mm-hmm. taste it all yeah. in this. All of it. Every bit of it yeah. you can get. This is one of those fun breweries that we have that is always making different stuff, always rotating through styles. Hmm. Um, sours are kind of their thing. IPAs, uh, they have one that's called I want to say Neon, maybe. That's for super good. Mm-hmm. Um, there were so many good beer names. Yeah, I just printed their beer label list, oh, okay. and we'll go through some of sure, them here yeah. in a second. Nice. I have no brewery information awesome. other than I've been there. So, so founder Peter Faber, F A B E R, Faber, Faber. Yeah, Faber, Faber. There we go. Was raised in Des Moines. After college, he went to uh, he went into the hospitality business and lived in Chicago for 16 years. So, mm. dude sounds awesome already. Uh, hopefully, he lived on the north side. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, Pete's passion for craft beer brought him back to Iowa. And then after several years of him hawing around, he finally opened Barntown. Yeah. So, um, and he said uh, it, it's a place that his hometown would be proud of having. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think based on what we've had so far, that's 100% true. Des Moines is... Like a great beer city now. It hmm. used to maybe not be so much. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a destination, I would say. Okay. It's a place you could go for a weekend and hit five, six, seven different breweries. Ooh. They have a place called El Bait Shop yeah. that has like 150 taps. Downtown, right? Uh, wow. There's um, a brewery right across the street from that. There's, uh, oh, what's the one that, oh, there's another one that's over there um, that actually has beer that we can get 
here now. Mm. Um, but there's Are you talking about confluence. Yeah, confluence is there, I think. And then there's another there's another fairly good sized one hmm. there. Um, oh, exile. Exile. Oh, that they have that. a uh, really good sour. They do like a rotating sour series. They have awesome food, an amazing outdoor patio. Hmm. It's right next to downtown ish. So there's this big art park. I think it's called Papa John's, maybe hmm. sponsored by them. Okay. But it's like a walking area. You can walk three or four miles with huge like sculptures and stuff in mm-hmm. the middle of it. So it's uh, scenic. It's kind of historic too. The buildings are old. Um, great beer, great food. It's definitely a place if you're around, go for a weekend, get yep. a hotel. And just see what you can get into because there's a lot of beer. Well, in the before times, then you could walk over to where the Iowa Cubs play and sure. watch AAA baseball. Yeah, you could do and that a too. Pretty sweet ballpark there. Yeah. I've been there multiple times, but yeah, it's within downtown. Mm-hmm. Bait shop, L Bait shop is within walking distance. You could park anywhere down there. Yeah, go to a ball game and then walk to that place, and it's it's awesome. They also have a place. I think it's called the Iowa Tap Room. Maybe I went there with my sister. We went to. Uh, we stayed there overnight before we went to a concert, and they had over 100 taps, at least 100. It was oh, all Iowa beers. You couldn't get anything else. It was just local Iowa beers. And there was the wait to get in was like 45 minutes. Oh. And it was hopping, and it was awesome. It was like, hopping? Dude, it was, <laughs> nice it was the spot to be. Growing up, one of the uh, one of the calendared events in my family, again with my mom being from Des Moines, was the Iowa State Fair. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in years in, in recent years, one of the things that's happened is the pop up of of the uh, the craft beer tent. Mm-hmm. Oh. Right when you walk in the main gates, off to the right, there's a tent, and I think it is whatever place you were just talking. Yeah, it is purely Iowa beers, yeah. and the wait is like 45 minutes to an hour to get in. Really, and I think they cap you at two beers to provide enough flow for people to, to people come in and, in and out. out to get uh, enough people but, but the growing interest in that three four years ago you could sit down and grab a table and sit there all day long if you'd like and in just three years the quality of beer that state is pushing out has that becoming a focal event for the whole they have fair at that place in in des moines that bar it's got like an old silo that they've cut in half and they've retrofitted it and that's where all the kegs are inside. Oh. So it's in the middle. It's like a bar in the round. Yep. So it's all around. And then inside is where all the hookups are. Oh. And then all the taps are all the way around. So if you're, you have to know where your beers are at. Sweet. Wherever it's on the spot of the thing. So, it, 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 I mean, we live in a weird time right now, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have adapted to the times. So just recently, and if you go to their Facebook page, like this is, it's all over the place. They have put up those 12 foot wide igloos. Those outdoor igloos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have, it looks like four, maybe five of them out front. And they are packed. You have to call ahead to get into them. Uh, they're for private parties of up to eight with a minimum of $200 food and beverage. So That's easy. Eight people, $200, is that's nothing. I, I'm fairly sure the four oh, of us could. P- oh, yeah, that's twenty five dollars a person. Exactly, the four of us could do that pretty pretty easily. Mm-hmm. So, oh, but yeah. you have to, and a minimum two hour reservation, and they have been sold out. It is packed there yeah. all the time. It was so, every time I've been there, it's been packed. So that that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, uh, you you want to go through the different beers first? Yeah, or, go ahead. Uh, you want to? Yeah, okay, these are just some of that I circled. I thought were kind of fun. Because they have a ton. There's four pages of beers yeah. that they have done or have done in the past. Okay, they have a double New England style IPA called Chowda. 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 <laughs> Sounds That's good. Fun. Yeah. Uh, this one. This one's fun for the uh, for the music fans mm. here in the room. They have Rally Round the Family. 
<laughs> which is a New England style IPA with peaches. There you go. Do you think Camarello would drink that? I don't know. Uh, uh, maybe not. Maybe. Uh, they have a, a couple of different sours. Blueberry Love Muffin Sour, Key Lime Pie Sour, Chocolate Covered, cher- chocolate covered Strawberry Sour. Uh, they have one called Mysterious Hoppinings, mm, which is okay. a rye barrel aged New England style IPA. That's up my alley. Yeah. Weird, right? But a chocolate sour? Uh, no, no, rye. No, 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 but the other one Prior before. to that, a chocolate-covered oh, right, yes. strawberry sour? Chocolate-covered strawberry sour. There you go. See, that just sounds like one of those beers that shouldn't work, but to me, yeah. that'd be the first order off the menu. There's neon. I see it right there. Neon, yep. Yeah, they're, uh, they're pie ones, the pie series and the muffin series beers. Those are all hits. Coconut Bandana is another one. Uh, they have one called Leader Brosen, which is a hopped-up uh, Oktoberfest. Yeah. I have an Oktoberfest shirt from them. Oh, all right. Uh, raisin Stout Test uh, test Batch Stout with Raisins, which is some, they don't even have a name for it. It's just mm. a test batch. But you're making a stout with raisins? Gross. Uh, Delicious. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> mm. uh, you mentioned it earlier. Ecto Coolest is a blue raspberry sour. So. It wasn't blue the day I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was. I don't know. This is right up Dolan's alley. Uh, pickle Tickle. I've had it. You have? Yeah. I think daily by It the is fact. my favorite pickle beer mm-hmm. that I've had so far. Pickle yeah. tickle. Drink it on its own, or is it like a mix for your Bloody Marys? Both. 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 Why not? It was... <laughs> I, so I had it. It's a golden that they made with like pickle flavor. Yeah. It's it's uh, tamer than you'd think, but it, it if you like pickles... I'd be all in. Yeah. Uh, they have an IPA... With uh, magical rabbit corn puff breakfast cereal, they really don't want to get sued. Uh, called Party <laughs> Tricks, hmm. and the it, the label is is a rabbit holding a hop in front of his face. Tricks with <laughs> an X? Uh, no, no, no. Tricks. T R I C K S. So they yeah. really don't want to get sued. Mm. Right. Well, they, these guys were late. Like they're. A couple years ago, their labels were very much like, holy crap, like, how can you get away with this? <laughs> so maybe maybe they didn't. They got a couple uh, cease and desist, maybe. Like our, the like our cooler friends. one, from what I remember, yeah. it looks exactly like the high C. Oh. Uh, like two years ago when I was there, or three, I guess it's been three years It now. still kind of looks like that, boom, kind boom, of. Boom, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, they have a, uh, a pastry stout brewed with marshmallow, graham cracker, lactose, and chocolate called You're Killing Me S'mores. Yeah, kind of oh, funny. I did. I think that's the one I've had. Have you? Yeah, okay. I'd have to check on tap. But yeah. I would order just because of the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have one called. This is for all you uh, fans of politics. They have one called "Make the Galaxy Hazy Again." Oh, <laughs> there we go. That's fine. Galaxy hops. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Uh, uh, New England style IPA with coconut and pineapple called Farmer Tan. Oh, I love a farmer's tan. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I like coconut IPA, so there let's get a go. glass. And then finally, I really would like to try this just based on the name. It's called 108 Stitches. It's a pale oh, ale. So oh, 108 baseball. Stitches is how many stitches a baseball has. There you go. So so there you go. There's some of the different beers that they do. They take a lot of pride in their, not only in their beers, but their labels and their names, too. Man, good work, gentlemen. Yeah. We haven't even started yet. Mm. What's the <laughs> afternoon look like? I think we can get to Des Moines and back in four hours. Don't tell oh, yeah. Us. Don't tempt us. We're right by the interstate. It'll be a while. We'd have to stay there a while. At least two hours for the igloo. (laughs) We're Cheech and Chong, and we're still smoking strong. We're Cheech and Chong. We're down to party all night. So, research. 
obviously, I had to do some Cheech and Chong. I expected nothing less. But in true typical my stash, I had to um, not do Cheech and Chong together. So I'm doing oh. them separate. Okay. Okay. Although I can tell you that can has the hang downs from the ceiling of the car and up in smoke. The dingleberries. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, I can see that from here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I've got research on Cheech and Chong, but separately. Okay. Cheech Marin. Mexican Americans don't like to get up early in the morning, but they have to, so they do it real slow. You know what his name is? His real name? He's not Cheech Marin. No. It's Richard Anthony Marin. <laughs> and he is an actor, a voice actor, comedian, artist, art collector. He's in such movies as Oliver and Company, The Lion King, Cars, Coco, Tin Cup. Ever seen that one? Mm, Tin Cup, yeah. Uh, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> Okay. Once Upon a Time in Mexico, <laughs> Dust Till Dawn, yes. Christmas with the Cranks, <laughs> Ghostbusters 2, yeah. uh, Born in East L.A. I'm from East L.A. Yeah, and then he's been on some TV shows, Nash Bridges. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, married with Children. He was the voice of the dog, Buck. <laughs> he was on a show near and dear to my heart, which was Golden Palace, was the Golden Girls spinoff, where they... Sold their house, moved in, and bought a hotel, and he worked at the hotel. So it was Golden Girls Without Dorothy. That lasted one season. I didn't even know this existed. He was on a TV show called Rob with Rob Schneider. And then he's been in Dora the Explorer, uh, Spy Kids, (laughs) and he co-hosted with Tommy Chong, WWE Raw. Mm-hmm. March 1st, 2010. Really? I, I have to go back and watch that now. There you oh go. Oh my gosh. Uh, two okay. albums released. Music albums. Actual uh, music. Uh-huh. It's, Not comedy. It's kids music. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> and the album's called My Name is Cheech, the School Bus Driver. <laughs> and I think he won a Grammy, actually, for one of these two. No. What? <laughs> uh, another song we talked about with the Deftones. Remember how we talked about hidden songs and corn? Mm-hmm. Well, he's on a hidden track with corn. The song Earache in My Eye on Korn's Follow the Leader. I remember. It was like 99, maybe? I have heard this, yes. Uh, Let's see what else we have for him. Um, Yeah, he was on Nash Bridges for a long time. He is, and this is something that I knew, and I'm guessing maybe you guys, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. He is the world's biggest collector of Chicano art. Huh. So he has two touring exhibitions of his art. At, at one time, all the time, at different museums, you can go see the paintings that he has collected over time by Chicano artists. Um, this year in Riverside, California, which is close to where he's from, mm-hmm. um, in 2021, they're opening the Cheech Marin Center for Chicano Art. It has 700 pieces. It's the largest collection in the world, and they're all owned by him. Um, the other things that he's into, besides like selling, saving, um, promoting art, is golf which he hated golf until he was in Tin Cup. And now he's like pretty close to a scratch golfer, it sounds like. Wow. And then something called horse archery, which I'd never heard of. What? But it's, and he has his own like private course built into in his uh, property on his house. You ride a horse and you shoot bone arrow targets, different areas, but you have to be on a horseback. With all due respect to hmm. everything that you, that you just said that was absolutely legitimate, mm-hmm. horse archery is something that a stone dude thinks up. Maybe. 
I don't. <laughs> I but mean, you got to remember the source, <laughs> right? Uh, he you, did. Right? Yeah, I think it's a thing. I looked it up, okay. and it, it is it is real and legit. Okay. Uh, in 1973, he won a Grammy for comedy recording, Los Cochinos. So that's my Cheech Marin. If you don't know Cheech Marin's voice, uh, he's in the thing that always comes back to my mind. And okay. I'm going to guess you'll know what I'm talking about. From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, yes. The whole speech that he does, yeah, at yeah. the strip club. I, it, okay, so Dust Till Dawn is, is second for me only because my dad ran theaters when I was a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I've talked about this before, and he ran Born in East L.A. Oh, and, yeah. And I remember that. 85, I, just, I think it was. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it was shortly after uh, my brother and I had bought a an old 8-track player for whatever reason, sure, and yeah. we hooked it up, and one of the 8-tracks... We had a couple of eight tracks. We had the Star Wars, uh, the Star hmm, Wars, imagine that. Uh, you know, the, the score, instrumental, the score, yeah. yeah. And then we had a, a, a Cheech and Chong eight track, <laughs> yeah. which we thought was hilarious. Oh, yeah. When you're like 12 or 13, we didn't understand half of it, but we thought it was hilarious. Uh, so, Born in East LA first, and then, and, and then Dustin. Those Ball. movies. He was in, he like is really good friends with Robert Rodriguez. Yes. Which is hence the Spy Kids and. Yeah. From Dust mm. Dawn, but also like all the Desperado movies, yeah. and anything, Machete, anything mm. like that, he's been in. I was born in East LA, man, I was born in East LA. Oh yeah, you're born in East LA. Well, let's see your green card, huh? Uh, now we're going to transition to Tommy Chong. Okay. <laughs> Probably the less known of the two, but maybe more... Uh, up maybe front, more recognizable, maybe, but also yeah. more like, like embrace the stoner aspect of the of the group, right? And he's made a ton of money off of it. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Belching Beaver Brewery. Yes, they had a beer. I I can't remember what it's called, but it's definitely an homage to Up and Smoke. Okay, it's hmm. got a green can. It's got two beavers sitting in a car, <laughs> smoke's rolling out, and that's what I first thought of. It's a hazy, isn't it? It's a hazy IPA. It's delicious. One for the money, two for the show. Got three joints ready to go. Paranoid Pothead, Pothead, Pothead. Tommy Chong. His name was Thomas B. Kin, K-I-N, Chong. Born in Alberta, Canada. Uh, his dad was Chinese Canadian, okay. and his mom was Scotch Irish Canadian. Huh. He is the dad of an actress named Ray Don Chong. So, if yes, you know that name. Really, that's his daughter. No way. She was in movies. I wrote two down: Commando, yes, and then The Color Purple. Yep. So, mid '80s to late '80s, her career kind of went off in the '90s. But yeah, her dad is Tommy Chong. Um, here's how I know about him. I watched an interview, and Dolan will know this, uh, with Nardwar. Yes. And Tommy Chong was on with his wife. And they were talking all about his career prior to being a comedian. He used to be a musician. Okay. So I have that information. He was a guitar player. He played for a band called The Shades. They played soul and R&B music, which was pretty big in Canada in the 60s. It's like where um, James Brown did a lot of shows up there. A lot of soul stuff came through Toronto and those areas. Okay. He moved from um, Vancouver. Well, he moved from where he was at to Vancouver, from Alberta to Vancouver, and they changed the name of the band to Little Daddy and the Bachelors. <laughs> they right. played a bunch of shows there. They had some Canadian 
like radio play. Um, him and some of his friends opened this nightclub that was called Blue Balls. <laughs> Don't choke on that. All right. And <laughs> one of the first bands they brought in to play there was Ike and Tina Turner. So Whoa. they are credited with helping them like hit into Canada. Wow. Um, this band, when they were Little Daddy and The Bachelors, they had a single called Too Much Monkey Business. <laughs> and then the flip side was Junior's Jerk, which was a dance song. So we're talking, you know, mid-60s, okay. 64, somewhere around there. Then they changed their name to the Vancouver's, and they got signed to Gordy Records, which is Barry Gordy, who Barry we talked Gordy, about before, right. owned Motown. Yeah. Um, this was his, like, not good enough to make to Motown record label. So you're still good, but not good enough for Motown. Okay. So I have Gordy Records. So they cool. signed to that, a subsidiary to Motown. And they did a song um, that Tommy wrote. It was called... Does Your Mama Know About Me? Mm. Hit number 29. That was their debut single. Uh, good enough that they opened for the Jackson 5. No way. Wow. So when they were signed with Motown and they were doing their thing, Tommy Chong's band was the opener that you'd see for probably 15 minutes at Pershing Auditorium in Lincoln. Can you, look these, can you look these songs up? Like, yeah, they're on YouTube on? and stuff. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And in that interview, it's pretty cool because they play a lot of these songs. And you think of the public persona of Tommy Chong as like some dude that just doesn't know anything, just stoned all the time. And his memories of all this stuff is just like super sharp, like it's a tack. Hmm. So I have a, I, I would request, if we can, hmm. we'll drop the Nardwar link in here. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, people can check that interview out because it's pretty cool. If you haven't seen this guy do an interview, you, you should just watch it yes. in general. It's, his interview style is fantastic. It's amazing. And it's weird and yep. in your face and... Yes. And almost everybody on there is like, how do you know this about me? It's this the is most researched public. interview yes. you'll ever see in your life. Yeah. And it's because yeah. he just knows this stuff. Arguably, and we've talked about it multiple times, mm -hmm. the Questlove yep. interview is probably my favorite one of all time. Mm. Fantastic. Questlove, is, he blows his mind some of yeah, the stuff that he times. knows. <laughs> yeah. So I did write down a few things Tommy Chong has been in. Okay. Because I, I felt we did that with Cheech, so we'll give Tommy his due. Yep. Dharma and Greg. I never saw the show, but I liked that he was show. on there. Uh, obviously, he's probably most known being the stoner dude on that '70s show. There you go. Oh, that's right, name? Leo. I mm -hmm. think that was kind of where most people maybe know him from. I guess okay, our age or younger. Yeah. Um, then he did uh, either cameos or voices in things like Zootopia. So he plays the voice of this yak. Uh, that Seitner's all about this. Yeah. It's a great movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> Jason Bateman. Like, yeah. Uh, Franklin and Bash, which was another like. Didn't you like that show? TV too? show. I don't know that, that was show. After sure? I don't watch a lot of TV. It was no, after the other Cheech Marin show I was talking about, Natch Bridges. It was after that. Okay. So he was a judge on that show. He was huh. in the movie Half Baked. Well, he was uh, a voice in a movie called Hoodwink Two, which I own. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I he still was on, haven't seen that. He was on Dancing with the Stars. Huh. He's the oldest contestant to make it to the semifinals still to this oh, day. Oh, wow. Oh, very nice. Uh, and then his, probably his legacy is his pot products. <laughs> right? That's, he's, he's like, hey, I'm known to do that and I'm going to make money on it. Famously, he went to jail. Do you remember that? I remember this. For selling glass mm -hmm. pipes. Mm -hmm. you know, they were for water tobacco. Well, of course it is. Back then. Of course. Uh, Are we nowadays, to say cannabis? Well, you, I mean, you know, yeah. I've had a few beers. So. <laughs> um, he has, I, I went to his website and 
probably has flagged me here at work because it was on my work computer. Mm, maybe. Um, he sells things like Kraft Honey. So it's like CBD, THC-infused honey. He mm. says, you know what's great? Put it on your toast. Put it in your tea. Mm. Put it in your yogurt. Your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. It's awesome. It's also like $50 for a little jar. Uh, and shipping is not included. Um, they have something called the Chonger. Oh, boy. <laughs> I uh, had to do some research on this thing. This sounds like a college trick. Oh, boy. The Chonger is a pre-rolled joint. It looks like, you know, on New Year's Eve when you were a kid, you get that little thing you could blow on. It would make a lot of noise. Yeah. yeah. It looks like that. Oh, boy. But it's filled with uh, 3.5 grams of your Tommy Chong strain, whatever you, you want. Okay. Uh, so it's an eighth. Basically, an eighth of an ounce in a, in a joint that you can buy on their website okay. in certain states <laughs> or sure. Canada, yeah. and uh, you can have a good time with that. Hmm. Um, and then I, I wrote down two different Cheech and Chong memories or things that I equate them with. Um, I have seen the movies. Uh, my Surprisingly, my dad was a fan. Um, I'm not surprised by this at all. But okay. This is how it connects to me re- more recently. Um, I'm a Joni Mitchell fan. Yes. And she has an album that they are on a song with her. It's a song called Twisted, and it's a cover song. It's kind of like a jazz scat song. Mm-hmm. It's almost a standard, and they're on there with her, which is weird. So they met somehow and became friendly in the mid-'70s, and, yeah, they're on the album with her. And then I was watching a documentary about Ed and Lorraine Warren. Do you know those names? It, no. So they're like... Kind of like they say they're the godparents of ghost hunting in the United States. They're the people that the movie, like The Conjuring, was based oh, on. Oh, yeah, okay. So they were on the Merv Griffin show in the 70s, right? Talk show. Yep. And uh, they came out to talk about, it was either The Conjuring uh, story or else it was the Amityville Horror. They were also involved with that. Sure. So it's probably back in the late 70s time. And on the panel already sitting there uh, was Cheech and Chong. And they acted super scared of Ed and Lorraine Warren coming to sit down on the chair. It was, you know, hijinks ensued and it was funny. But yeah, there's a clip on YouTube if you want to see them hanging out with some Ghostbusters. I feel the need to say, like, Atlas Medstaff does not uh, encourage the use of right, right, marijuana yeah. for traveling healthcare professionals. Right. Well, definitely not, because you got a drug test everywhere right, you, you gotta, go. Yeah, right, exactly. Right. And if you, yeah, seeing as how Brian does all of the audits for us, you don't, he doesn't <laughs> I'll want... I'll catch you. Exactly. <laughs> I'll catch you. Don't <laughs> worry about even that. even to protect this episode, we could do something like, yeah. disclaimer, all the go. sips you're hearing is actually us drinking beer and not taking bong rips. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and you'll notice Seitner is sitting here very quiet. They so haven't oh. heard from him in a while. <laughs> yes. Well, so this came up in the Pink Floyd episode, which I, I'm totally fine with. Like, I don't have any issue whatsoever with, with marijuana culture at all. I, I think it's becoming more and more prevalent. I don't, I don't see any issue with it at all. I think there's a lot of um, medicinal effects to CBD where you take, the, you take the, the part out of the marijuana where you get high and you use the rest of That's it. That's the THC. Or the THC, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. So you take that out or, or, or whatever, uh, and there's a, lot of, there's a lot of really good things that it can do. Like I said, I've, I've only smoked weed three times in my 46 years of being alive. Didn't do anything for me. Beer's my thing. And, and, but, that, but if you enjoy this, 
please don't work for us and then you know test positive on a just don't take drug care test. of patients right exactly don't yeah you know, or do it on your own time when you're when you're not taking care of taking care of patients. what are you doing here well Brian? i have a bonus beer but unfortunately what i've just realized is there's a cork in it uh-oh oh so Ooh. i don't do we have a corkscrew i don't we have a shoe and a wall mm. i'll let you do that that doesn't actually we've, work we've proven that that does not work um, what about that set right behind you oh maybe hang on you won't get very far because you got the medical marijuana blue. You say doctor. Let's see what we can find. This is a Lindemann's Peach Lambic. So I don't know that we've ever done Lambic beers. If we have, we didn't really talk about it too much. Um, it's wild yeast, so it's sour-ish on purpose. Or if you want to think of it, spoiled on purpose. This brewery's been around since 1822. And uh, it's kind of the gateway to sour beers that I was introduced to. Oh, he's got this pistol-looking thing. Yeah, it's a it's cork. It might work. That might see, work. Try it. See if you can uh, amp us up there. Lambic was one of the first beers that I ever was introduced to as well. In fact... Uh, Seitner actually shared, this was a number of years ago, shared with me, that might actually work, shared with me a, a, a beer from a brewery called Trapdoor Brewing. Yeah. Do you know who this is? That sounds familiar. This is uh, Bobby Cross's first kind of oh, name yeah, okay. brewery before Cross Street. Home Brewery. Home yeah. Brew, yes. Mm. But Any good home brewer's got to have a name. Trapdoor. And yeah. it was a cherry lambic, is that right, Seitner? It was a cherry lambic? It was one of the most special drinking experiences of my life. <laughs> it was it was pretty fantastic. So that was one of my first outside of maybe. Oh, you got it. Okay. This is why we bring him in. He's a pro. There we go. Thank you. Need you a beer open to, once again. Do it. My beer Yoda, Steve um, Seitner, always can come through for us here. Plug for wine ovation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, plug to uh, Trisha Novak. That's yeah. Trisha. Traveling nurse that got us that. It came in in a pinch today. Yes, a cork opener pistol looking thing. I've never had this before. I've had the raspberry many times. I've never had the peach. I love me some peach in beer. I have no issue whatsoever. Uh, traveling nurse up in uh, Wyoming. Uh, uh, I can't think of his name. What's his name? Who? In, he's in Wyoming. Uh, Brandon Younts. Oh, oh yeah. right, 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 Montana. It escaped me for a second. No, I think he's in Wyoming right now. He he will mock me incessantly on on Facebook or on on Tap for drinking fruity beers. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> it tastes care. good. I'd love it. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Well, let's hit this. Oh, this smells. Lambic. It this, smells like peach, right? It smells like fresh peaches. Once again, a sip. Oh, mm-hmm. good lord. That's pretty good. It's a little sweeter than I would like. Whoa. It's kind of dry. Yeah. But it's definitely peach. It's odd that there's even hops in that. I mean, there can't be too many. No. Um, they set the empty bottles next to the uh, hop pellets, <laughs> I think. So. Kind of reminds me of Peachios. Yes. A little bit. Oh, the candy? Yes. Yeah. These are, this style of beer is specifically from Belgium. Like, it, it's a Belgian Lambics. beer to okay. make this. It has to be that. It's mm-hmm. big open vats, mm-hmm. wild like, yeast. Yeah. 
And it's kind of like those, the German beer laws we've talked about before. Sure. Like to be this name, it has to be in this place. So hmm. let me read the back of it to us because this isn't something that generally we see. It does have that Belgian mark there that you'll see everywhere yes, it does. on all these Belgian beers. Yep. It said crafted by wind, brewed through generations. Lindemann's peach lambic made from local barley, unmalted wheat, peach juice, aged hops, and wild airborne yeast a.k.a. spontaneous fermentation. Hmm. True lambics are rare. They are all brewed and fermented at one of fewer than a dozen breweries. Oh. So there's, well, let's say there's 11. Sure. Fewer than a dozen. So the whole world around. All lake located in Belgium's Seine River Valley near Brussels, a region only about 15 by 75 miles in size. Brewery has been family-owned since 1822. Wow. So, so 50 years before we're states. Yeah. Yeah. So next year, it'll be 200. However, you can get this virtually everywhere. Right? That was one of the reasons I brought it, because you can see, well, at least as far as I know, it's most places. Mm-hmm. They have hmm. a cherry one, I think. They have mm-hmm. raspberry, peach, and I think there's an apple. Oh. As far as I know, they sell big bottles like this. This is a one, we would call that a, I don't know, 750 milliliter bottle. Yeah. So a bomber. And they also sell smaller four packs uh, of like, mm-hmm. I think they're like 14 ounce bottles or something. This is what you mm-hmm. would, so I would give it to my wife as an introduction into like, okay, this has hops in it, but you you will like it. You could give, Dolan, give this to Sam and she would drink it as well. I think. Oh, she'd love it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd keep this away from the kids. It could easily be fooled as like kids' wine. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh, that is actually a great comparison. That mm-hmm. that Welch's sparkling juice yep. yes, or whatever. It's dry uh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Almost like a champagne. It is fantastic. Eat this with like some pork. Mm. Oh yeah, that chicken. would be good. Yeah. Yep. But you see how it, I, I absolutely understand why you would bring it because the natural next step is to go to what we just had, the mm-hmm. peach and chong is, yeah. is a natural next step. This is like a clean version and this is, not to say it's bad, but it's dirtied up with other adjuncts and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it's like mm-hmm. candied, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, that's good. Yeah, there you go. We're cheech and chong and we're still smoking strong. We're cheech and chong. All All right, so TripAdvisor, 78 reviews for this place, four four out of five. Really, really solid. Um, They've had a number of reviews recently from these igloos, and they've all been super positive. Like, people are, I think people just want to get out again. Yes, for sure. Right. And and so, one of the pictures you see on Facebook is like, there's, because no secret, we've had a ton of snow. Around the time of this recording, we've Mm -hmm. had a ton of snow. And Des Moines got it too. Yeah. And so there's all this snow, and then they have like shoveled paths to these little igloos or whatever. But then the igloos are warm, like there's there's a heater in there and stuff, and so it looks it looks awesome. I wonder so what four the... out of five for Barntown, right? Yes. Yeah. Not, not Lindemans. No Barntown. No. Yeah, Lindemans we got to be a five out of a five out of a five. I, I don't know. We'll yeah, have to look them up if on you Untapped. Look them up, yeah, I wonder. So Untapped on this beer. So on Peach and Chong, mm-hmm. Untapped on this 1,338 check-ins. What do you I'm think? one of those, I think. I oh. you are two years ago, if I remember yeah, right. That sounds about right. Wow. Yeah. Yep. You are two years ago. Well, I'd go four six. Mm. Heavy. That as a as your guess of what it is. Yeah, four point six. Mm. I'd go four six. My 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 grade would be four six. But you got to know what you're getting into. You're not comparing this to mm-hmm. right a heavy yep. stout. I mean, if you're if you're diving into this, 
you know what you're looking fantastic. for. This is one of those beers that you're seeking out. Well, all the flavors come out. You get the peach, mm-hmm. you get the cinnamon, you get the graham. Understand, though. Okay, so I'm going to give you some background here. Like, I think the highest beer we've ever re- that we've ever talked about was probably Heady Topper. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, and that was like a 469, I want to say. Yeah, I can't remember. I'd have to go back and... There might have been one other one around there too. Where was yeah. Pliny at? Yeah, it was up high. Pliny, was, Pliny pretty was pretty high. Julius was pretty high. Yeah. So you're not too far off though. So Brian, what do you? Mm, I, I will say 4.21 is what I will say. I was going to go 4.2 even. Oh, 4.10. So that's high. That's Anything over four with a thousand is, is yeah, pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty darn good. Yeah. Well, this is for me, I was, I was going to go 4.5. Mm, I would yeah. too. Yeah, without a doubt. Like that's if you're the, if that's what you're looking for, that's four or five to four seven five all day long. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now I brought another beer in that I have had that we probably won't have time for. Another beer from them called uh, blueberry. Double Blueberry Love, Love Muffin, Muffin. Yeah. Imperial Pastry Stout. But you don't see a lot of Imperial. No, those kind of beers. Yeah, right. So, but it just goes to show how many beers you can get going through there mm-hmm. like it's just i don't think i don't think aaron stopped there i think he just he just he stopped at a bottle shop and picked up could be because i said get some barn town for us or, or whatever so i i don't know if he was there or not yeah. so mm-hmm. i thought he had some crawlers i mean unless maybe they sell them outside but um, i thought there were some crawlers i tried I, as far as i know I that's a usual landing spot for him and his trading buddies mm-hmm. to meet mm-hmm. maybe Maybe. Well, thanks for having me, guys. Well, thanks for coming in. Yeah. Uh, you joined us for a good one, that's for sure. Forced my way in. I appreciate <laughs> a lot of I appreciate the verbiage of join, but walked right in and sat down. <laughs> Next week, Dolan is going to dazzle us with uh, with some research because we're doing a beer right up his alley, the Warheads beer. The Warheads beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it should be as sour as sour can get. It's, we're it better be. I would hope so. I'm hoping it's got to live up to the name. Right. You guys going to bring in like a Madame Duchess or something in here to compare it to? Oh uh, well, the, the Duchess is that, that we've never done that one, and I think we should at some point. I have some of that. Ah, I love that one. I also have the Ooh. chocolate version of the Duchess. Is there? Yeah, there is. Oh. I just got it. Hmm. Yeah, there's. I can't wait for this one. I have secretly, I've had one already, and I can tell you, spoiler, it's everything that you think it's going to be and more. Great. Oh, man. great. <laughs> I, I, Dolan's excited already. So, all right, fellas, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.